Welcome to the Wrestler Review, where me, a good comedian and nice boy John Hastings reviews wrestlers, and awful man and noted bad breath haver Dylan Gott interrupts me with racism. This week we'll be talking about Asuka. She's the emperor of tomorrow. And Dylan's now going to do an offensive accent. the Serbians. (laughs) 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 Fucking Serbs. Get the fuck out of here. Ooh, ooh, I'm Milosevic. Boop, 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 boop. That's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah. Slovadan, because you're all slow in the head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fastvadan Milosevic would be the leader of the Scottish people, I guess I am. You're Canadian. Just be Canadian. Canadians, this is the best thing about Canada. Only in Canada would people be like, get out of here, Polish people. We're Irish. You're like, You've been in Canada for 400 years. Yeah, I identify as Irish. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird one, though, because you never really want to say you're Canadian, because then it's like, then you see an indigenous person, and you're like, oopsie doopsie, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I tell... It's kind of like being, this is my house. I kicked that guy out of a fair and square. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's awesome explaining to Australians that are like, oh, we've treated our indigenous people very badly, and then it's like, buddy, I'm from Canada. You guys have at least apologized. Our thing is basically like... Don't know what you're talking about, bud. See you later. Yeah, it's really... (laughs) Australian... Well, that's the thing. Australians are a man in a tank top yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Canadians are like, put some goddamn makeup on. We're going to dinner with your mother. (laughs) That's... (laughs) Canadians present really well. It's just a a nice married couple at a table. Just like, yeah, nothing's wrong. And then as soon as they're in the car... It's both of them just turning to each other and going, if you ever embarrass me like that again, I will. And then they just cut each other's fingers off, like one finger off, just, just <laughs> so you remember. Just so you remember. We are actually very, a lot like the wrestlers that our countries produce. Canada is like Chris Benoit, whereas Australia is like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? I can't believe I fucking forgot his goddamn, the short man from who from Memphis. Who created Bill Dundee? Damn. Jesus! I was gonna let you get there. I was gonna be I, my my first clue to you was gonna be Jamie Dundee's father. Yeah, because <laughs> I thought Jamie Dundee, and I was like, oh shit, he's right here. Like, but we're not gonna talk about racist today, but maybe we will lapse into racism because we're talking about Asuka. Ladies and gentlemen, we're immediately gonna lapse into discussing racism because Asuka's story is so goddamn inspirational, and they don't talk about it in the WWE, I guarantee, because Vince McMahon is too busy just going, hey, Asuka, Pearl Harbor, and then just laughing and walking away. (laughs) How about she Pearl Harbor just... Do you realize that, and I mean this, as Yokozuna, so within our lifetimes, like, certainly not puberty for me, I'm 33, but like when I was eight, they literally, literally used slurs to describe him on television, and he wasn't even Japanese. Wait a minute, wait a minute, you didn't have pu- hit puberty at eight? I hit puberty at six. Oh, sorry. I was fully an adult by eight. That's what I oh, meant. Oh, okay, good, yeah. That's, I was just making sure, because we're both extremely potent men. I was already tucking my cock into my sock by eight, you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mm, who wants to kiss it? Um, now listen, 
<laughs> yeah. So Asuka grew up uh, in Osaka, Japan. She was a figure skater for a brief time around a year. This woman really loves sports in which she is treated like an object. Uh, I'm looking for something that's both competitive and where I will be around men that think that I'm a shoe. Uh, so she was a figure, figure skating sk- and wrestling are pretty close, but literally it's like it feels like Asuka maybe had redneck parents who were like, that's real nice. Real nice figure skating, but uh, how about one was when Yuse goes to the United States, they put a mask on you, and you control the dark arts. <laughs> yeah. Her That's gimmick, what we like. I can't figure out what the gimmick is in WWE. It's basically like, she's not in a video game, but she's really into video games. I think that... Her gimmick is like she. Her gimmick is kind of the same as it was on the indies. It's like really dominant weirdo, but I don't know. I think it's really good because uh, we'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, she uh, she was a she was in figure skating. Um, she's she's she watched men's wrestling and didn't like women's wrestling, and I think that's super honest. And I'm really glad that she said it because. You hear a lot of girls be like, oh, I really like, like, the reason I got into wrestling was Trish Stratus, and it's like, I don't think it was, I, I mean, it, maybe it was, but, like, also, I think, like, it probably wasn't. Like, you probably saw Stone Cold, and then we're like, saw Trish Stratus, like, oh, women wrestle as well, but I really am here for Stone Cold, because no one's there to be like, you know, I was 13, and I saw Trish Stratus, like, <laughs> just when they made her tits, and right below her eyes, and covered her mouth for some reason. That's when I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to be near Albert. I want to wear a cowboy hat and have to bark like a dog. Yeah, I want Bubba Ray Dudley to slam me in the nut. <laughs> <laughs> like, I Unless mean, they were into it. Just by watching wrestling in the Attitude Era, how was anyone surprised by the Me Too movement? <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you know what I liked about... um. This is actually good that we're doing this this week. Why? Because you've been eating a lot of sushi and are going to bring it up in an awkwardly racist way? No, because this is good. This is a, uh, this is a, this is when, I guess Mandy Rose did something on TV, but everyone lose, lose, lost their mind because Alexa Bliss, like, had her shirt off, not really, though, just covered her chest, uh, in the locker room and the internet exploded because as much as, wrestling fans want to change with women's wrestling they're still wrestling fans and they're still just like panty sniffing fucking creeps yeah of course (laughs) it's just like it's just full of creeps what wrestling fans now are are they are if you know sniffing women's panties were a bank they're bank robbers that have gotten caught and gotten out of jail and now they're working at a diner not breaking into banks to sniff women's panties but they occasionally what happens is someone from the old crew pulls up and is like, one more job. <laughs> <laughs> Just hands them a picture of Alexa Bliss, like, Alexa Bliss, and then uh, hands them a phone and goes, start Instagram account. And it just moves where she does, where her butt's there in slow-mo and go, it was a good Tuesday or something creepy. It uses that Instagram story feature where it goes, bum, bana, but just to her, where her nipple could be. <laughs> there is all, there's one that's like just like all on the Instagram search function. It's just like, because you know how Instagram is, you know, you subscribe to your friends' feeds, and then you go to the search function, and it's no. like, oh, now I'm looking at softcore porn on the bus? 
No, 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 no. Only you do that. I didn't even know that was a thing until I saw you just swipe over and then your screen was just black butts. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot, because on the wrestler review account, there's a lot of like wrestling accounts, obviously, we follow. So on the search bar, it's just like half of it, it'll be like attitude era moment of the day, you know, or like a ruthless aggression era moment of the day. And yeah. then some of them are just like Liv Morgan is goddess, like not <laughs> a goddess, Liv Morgan is goddess. And it's just her like slowly getting into the ring and then be like, I would like to be the mat and have her fuck me. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, no. My favorite one was this guy, for some reason, would just take pictures of a diva and then, like, from the divas era, and then complain about his job in legitimately, like, a novel underneath. <laughs> it was the best. Just, like, I a really picture of that. Lita on a motorcycle and be like, Steve wouldn't give me a fucking break, so I told him I'm fucking quitting. Every third, uh, every third video on the wrestler review search bar is just page getting nutted on using the nxt women's title <laughs> no they're smarter about it it's usually page you what it is it's all like i'm gonna say this 100 percent of the photos are of page sitting down <laughs> <laughs> oh and, no 100 not, not not naked just sitting down do you know what i mean they're imagining she's looking at those yum yums oh for sure they are <laughs> oh no there's a lot of Troy McClure's, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you gay, Mr. McClure? If only it was that simple. <laughs> See, what I have is <laughs> a sexual attraction to fish. <laughs> I thought he was dead. No, he was. I said he was sleeping with the fishes. Um, so... <laughs> She's an avid gamer, is uh, Asuka, uh, and she was, up, I should say this, originally her uh, ring name is Kana, she is Kana up until she gets signed to the WWE in 2015, so herefore we'll call her Kana. Kana was a big uh, wrestling fan, obviously, as a kid, she liked, uh, she liked Keiji Muto, Funaki, Vulcan Minoru Suzuki, who later pile drivered her. Cool. Mm -hmm. Saitoro Siyama, Enoki. These are all like crazy strong style people. And I will say this of any wrestler, full stop in WWE, I think she has the stiffest, given the fact that she's legit 5'3, 130, she has the stiffest strikes. They don't let her do that shit obviously because you can't because you work 390 a year and it's not like you want like hey charlotte flair has no teeth now you know but absolutely but there's also something where she because she has come from a style pardon me gonna yawn ah! she comes from a style where you were expecting strong st uh strikes her selling is some of the best in the wwe her selling is reminiscent of rvd and ecw where it it seems legitimate it seems like oh in this moment Nia Jax yeah. actually hit her with a Nia Jax is a bad example because Nia Jax will hurt you but Charlotte Flair actually hit her with a punch as opposed to a wrestling punch and that is the amazing thing about Asuka and why what they did to her over the last year was so stupid because her as a fighting babyface or fighting heel champion anytime is exactly what you want because her skills match perfectly to either get sympathy or get anger from the crowd and get um, heat or hope on her opponent 
But instead, they just had her not be on television for a while because Vince McMahon probably just wanted her to watch that one scene from Full Metal Jacket where the prostitute goes, me, love you, long time. <laughs> that's you. That's that's your dad, Oscar. That's your dad. <laughs> um... All right, you come out with the great kabuki. You're the great kabuki with a pussy. That's your name. <laughs> ah, problem is you can't be great. We put with a pussy in huge letters, and then you fucking shoot the mist out of, you guessed it, your ass. <laughs> no, it's your pussy. <laughs> it's a queef. That way the men will be upset. <laughs> we'll make it We'll make it red so you're no touch three, mo- three days of the month. <laughs> um, so I still cut. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, that's, that's some uh, interesting stuff. She actually quit wrestling. She retired in 2006, two years into her career, with uh, chronic nephritis, which is an inflammation of the kidneys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she went on to work for uh, create. She went to go create uh, a variety of apps and games including games for the nintendo ds because she started her own graphic design agency she owns three thousand titles of video games a plethora of game consoles and she's worked as a game uh writer uh she even was sponsored by xbox and wore their logo on her gear right here why isn't she involved heavily in the creating of the 2K WWE games, or as I like to call them, oh, weren't they fun five years ago? Now, why would you change the um, control logistics and make it the hardest thing in the world to reverse ever in the history of time? Also, if you don't include Hulk Hogan, I am going to make him, and his shirt will be raci- racial in nature. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Like, they just don't want to have people have depth as characters. With Asuka, I do understand it because her character is kind of like she's a weirdo who's kind of unbeatable. At least it used to be in NXT. Her character was kind of like Tajiri. It's like weird. It's almost like it's Tajiri without the mist and just a little bit more uh, possessed. Yeah, but it's also one of those things where they just make that character a bit more realistic. So it's one of those things where... She's a wealthy game developer. Like, it's one of those weird things where she has money from something else that's not wrestling. She doesn't need this, and she's really good. You can kind of infuse her with that arrogance. The part of the problem is is that she speaks with accented English. So I know that Vince McMahon would never say this because he would be open to a huge amount of litigation. But I guarantee that's a problem for him. It's the same reason why Shinsuke Nakamura isn't good at promos. Really. He's then... You haven't figured out to put a manager with him? Or, no, 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 no. We'll just not have him near a microphone because people might figure out that he's not Hawaiian. Yeah, I mean, clearly, for Nakamura, at least, the the answer is just have, like, I don't know. Like, the, just fucking put him with Paul Heyman. I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not difficult to see these problems, but it's also, like, there's probably some internal shit that we don't understand. Like, for Vince McMahon, I'll say this because it does apply to Asuka as well. For Vince McMahon, clearly he wants his champions not to just be someone the fans like, but he wants to be able to have them on TV shows. He wants them to be John Cena, where they're also like, they're also an ambassador for his entire company. And if, like, let's say someone murders the whole family, as weird as that sounds, Listen to our Patreon. Mm. If someone murders their whole family, then they can go on all the talk shows and kind of do damage control like Cena did a really good job of 
in 2005, 2006. Like, all these guys were tapped to do damage control, and that's why he's kind of worried, but I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, that's the reason I can think of, and also, like, it's probably a bunch of, like, branding books that he read. Where uh, he read the back He's just worried. He wants them to yeah. ha- He wants to be good, but not that good. Does that make sense? It does, but let me make this point. He... And I think you are right. He's being short-sighted because the Japanese market is going to be a battleground. Now, as as we enter 2019, the WWE is facing a different type of competition because it's not WCW, which is Turner Broadcasting, which had deep pockets but was mismanaged. They are now facing a pretty like a, a well-run, well-oiled machine in the ROH New Japan sort of alliance, plus... AEW now. So that's two companies that are offering a big alternative to their product. So this whole idea of focusing on wrestlers as brand ambassadors is really stupid because what you need to be doing is focusing them on being wrestlers because you're now about to go up against a wrestling company for the first time in 19 years. And two of them, by the way. One of which has $100 million and the other one is just propaganda for the alt-right which is going to need a big boost if they get Trump out of office. <laughs> so Vince McMahon's in some real trouble. Like, it's one of those things... 100 million, yeah, 100 million, the AEW thing, I guess, is... And this is also, by the way, we have no idea when you're listening to this episode. So, like, maybe AEW has already folded up shop, but it looks like AEW will be very well managed and they're spending money in the right places, i.e., they gave it all to three wrestlers, and these three wrestlers are running it, and not just like someone getting their buddy to run a company. Because this is also like, this is also this dude's playing with daddy's money. The guy who's starting AEW is this thirty-six-year-old son of the Jaguars owner, yeah, 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 the Jacksonville Jaguars, the NFL team, and he's clearly like, here's a little thing to try because it's fun, mm. and also like he's spending money in the right places and it's like they'll probably just be profitable because they know how to run a successful company and without noticing it like once they once this guy saw all in he very much was like oh these guys as a brand are stronger than these guys as a brand the bullet club young bucks brand is stronger than um it's stronger in the states than the new japan brand absolutely absolutely it's totally stronger than the new japan brand and this is also crazy that like you got to kind of give it to, weirdly, Eric Bischoff, because the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes have done what Eric Bischoff wanted. They turned the NWO into a promotion. That's fucking crazy. Holy shit. Eric Bischoff Yeah, wins. man. Because Gato, apparently Gato's a huge fan of the NWO, and that's why they always tried the NWO like every three years. Yeah. But the thing was, what they do, which is like funny because what Asuka did, uh, she was in a stable called um, Passion Red. And Japan's huge for this, where it's like, they'll do stables, they'll do stables, but they're stables in like, because there's no interference in any of the matches, so the stables really just function as um, just a group of wrestlers who fight each other, which I think is great, because if there's no interference, then it's like, you know what I mean, like, it's just a different way to get more people involved, and it makes things more fun, because that's what they were doing, interference with the Bullet Club for a while, but yeah. Well, they did it once or twice. What they would do is for basically for YouTube videos is they would have a match, there wouldn't be distraction, and then there would be sort of like a post-match fight that then had interference. I mean, I can hear your alarm going off, Dylan. It's my, it's the worst. Oh, that's that's Alexis's alarm. Oh yeah, yeah, Alexis, you're interrupting us discussing the Bullet Club. 
I'll have you know. <laughs> I'll yell at my wife for that. All come monkeys. Be prepared to hear Dylan justifiably angry at his wife. Don't you know? We're talking about 2019 Jesus. Um, <laughs> but what they would do is basically... Let me hear that come monkey scream. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Yeah, no, no. Time for sleep. Time for sleep. Um, <laughs> don't touch it. Don't touch it. The, the book, they would basically do post-match schmozzes, so it would look like to North American fans that there was interference, so that's something they recognize, but to Japanese fans, they'd be like, oh, they are respecting the culture of our pro wrestling and now being naughty boys and not respecting the post-match rest period. And it was such a really smart way to sort of meld those gimmicks. Also, the thing they do in New Japan, which is they keep the stable alive, but will rotate members out, which I think is such a smart idea because then you're, you have a vehicle in which you can get someone over, but doesn't then require people to stick around. Like if you look at the Bullet Club, like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody, that is only the most, like that's the most recent um, Bullet Club iteration. Yeah. The first one, first one was Finn Balor. Finn Balor and like the fucking the Bosch like the Botch Club and that black guy whose name I can never remember any of them yeah not people that's what Dylan has tattooed on his chest now uh, no that's what John has tattooed on his dick no I I have because he fucks dogs so he reminds himself that he's attracted to dogs <laughs> <laughs> this is for no, dogs no not people no no not anymore now shut up. And not just dogs. <laughs> Sometimes cats can get it. I like their sandpaper tongues on my balls. I'm so sorry. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Um. So yeah, Oscar. Basically, she starts wrestling, and everything is fine. Or is it? <laughs> She comes back after the inflammation, um, but during the time off of her inflammation, as we mentioned, she's a graphic designer. She also uh, opened a hair salon that, as of 2017, is still around. Still around, <laughs> somehow. Like, what a successful and well-rounded person. She goes to Pro Wrestling Wave in 20... Uh, this starts a bit in 2008 and then is there for five years in 2010 to 2015. She's working the Japanese independent... Uh, independent circuit she this is crazy but she as of in 2010 did her first self-produced event called kana pro and she lost in the main event which shows a lot of you know what i mean you got you kind of have to if you're yeah. gonna put yourself in the main event <laughs> but still like this is a very as you said this is a very accomplished person coming in like to self-produce a wrestling event and it go well is pretty crazy She's also one of these people that you can just see that she is my favorite type of successful person, which is really nice, well-rounded person. I find, okay, we're Dylan and I are both in show business. We are two, one of us very successful comedian named John. The other one is named Dylan. And there are two types of successful people in show business. One, which are super nice, great people that you're really happy for the success. And the others are people with undiagnosed personality disorders that assi- that you're like, oh, did you kidnap someone's family and they get released when you get $1 million? Um, and Asuka is clearly just like a well-rounded, nice person who understands business and the marketplace that she's in and 
plays within those limitations. Like even with she gets to a certain point in Japan and she's really quickly talking about like, oh, I need to go abroad. I'm going to go on to foreign soil. It's amazing. Yeah, of course. And the reason she does is very simple. It's because if you watch any of these matches, they're giving it all. They're giving it their all. They're fucking beating the living shit out of each other. It's exactly as stiff as any other Japanese match you'd watch, but it's in front of like a quarter of the people just because it's a women's wrestling match like women's wrestling has bottomed out in japan they don't have uh nearly the audience they did when we talked we talked about bull nakano previously where they're selling out the fucking not tokyo dome but they're definitely selling out uh this uh, super arena that's a couple thousand people and they're not at this point like she ha- figured out a way to just keep on being a women's wrestler i would not be surprised if this was like the first time she'd been like a real full-time wrestler and that by that i mean no other forced secondary income from like her graphic design company or even from her uh hairstyling just straight up i am a pro wrestler because you look at any of these men like there's a really big match that she has with sarah del rey and shimmer in 2011 and it's a crazy match they beat the living shit out of each other they both do but no one's in the audience it's literally just uh 50 john hastings when they were 15s mm. just obese people losers wait with what? innies no None of that's true. I was, I was. I they was, have to, they have to reach into their paunch and pull their dick out to pee. That's you. Nope. Everyone. I have to reach into my socks. What? Why do you have many? Why? Why do you have multiple socks on your dick? <laughs> because I've got a big, fuck, thick, fucking cock, and I need to fucking pin that shit down, man. Jeez. I do know that's true. Dylan's penis was once referred to as the oh my by a bunch of women that were lying. Now. <laughs> lying about nothing. They were Can we talk about telling the truth, the, the thickness. Can we talk about my favorite part of Asuka's career, and then we'll take a break? Yeah. The fact she wrestled in DDD, DDT Pro and is a Iron Man heavyweight champion. <laughs> the heavy metal weight championship man ddt pro is the reason why you should get into wrestling oh it's (laughs) so good it's also by the way this is the first time we've talked about ddt ddt pro on the chan on the uh on the program this is the very first we've never brought it up before i don't believe so no yeah i'm really excited for those of you who don't know what it is it's basically like i don't know sketch comedy wrestling like it's just it's 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 yeah, it's great. It's if you know all those moments when the WWE tries to be funny. Imagine if they were actually funny. That's what DDT Pro is. Yeah, if you watch DDT, there's a bunch of great. I mean, I'm sure this is for Super Dorks exclusive. So I'm sure you've watched it, but it's the it's the hardcore title essentially. All their titles are defended 24 hours a day. Uh, one time, a cat was the champion because uh, a lady was playing with her cat, and then the referee just counted it. Tables been the champion. Was there? A ladder's been the champion. A kid's been the champion. This is where Kenny Omega wrestled a kid, by the way, which is like caused Jim Cornette to lose his mind and not understand that wrestling has, although I do agree a lot with Jim Cornette, wrestling has passed him by in the same way, by the way, that all the old wrestlers called him a fucking stupid. Don't call me a fucking stupid cat. Um, because he was doing new things with the Midnight Express. Doesn't understand that wrestling continues to evolve in a way, you know, Something where every black guy is named Jenkins doesn't necessarily totally evolve. (laughs) Every black character should be named T-Bone, you fucking cunt. (laughs) Yeah, 
every black character. Listen up, you fucking cunt. Every black character's gimmick is that he doesn't have a job because he can't get one because of Trump, you fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, and he's the most leftist wrestling uh, person there is. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm like, I agree with everything. And what I love is also how atheist he is. That's my favorite. Oh, is he one of those annoying atheists who's like, uh, just so you know, there's no God. Kate, thanks. No, he's not that. But clearly, he's had to spend some. He's had to spend some time with Bill Watts, who probably was like, I'll never forget when I impregnated that hooker and I prayed to God, and God just said, "Kill her, Bill. She's not a person." <laughs> um, ask a. I want to talk about this before we go on the break because we should talk a bit about uh, her more as Kana on the indies in the States and then get to how it really, really goes down. Kana and Kana's uh, feuded a bit with Serena Deeb. They also, as part of Smash, which is Tajiri's promotion, did all these matches with a violin music playing while it happened in blue lighting. It's very, very interesting. Mm, that's and a, the other thing that sounds that like softcore she's, porn. It was really nice. I mean, for sure, people jack off to this in the crowd, yeah. <laughs> Wait, in the crowd? Uh, 100% someone's jacked off to these matches in the crowd. It's women doing a thing. <laughs> That's the. This is the difference between men and women. Men do this, and men come and watch it. Women do this, and for sure, someone's just nutted in the crowd. <laughs> Here's something I was thinking about just this weekend, which is, I don't know anyone who's jacked off on a bike, but I'm willing to bet every dollar I've ever made in my life that I... Within a day, could find a man who is jacked off to completion on a bicycle. You probably know someone. Oh, I guarantee you know <laughs> who's someone. jacked up. Like I, yeah. I have five suspects that I just thought of with no effort. Like I was just like, if I had to guess, and I was like, yep, yeah, got. I got three that are high dollar probabilities. <laughs> exactly, and for sure, you know someone, and like the Oscar stuff, like. There was like a video, I was trying to research it, and there was this just this video, it was like Asuka, queen of the world, and it was just still pictures of her, and then under the, and then just put, my hero, I worship you. <laughs> like, no one, no woman's doing a video like that about a man. It was like 15 minutes long. It's fucking pathetic. <laughs> I just want to go with these guys and be like, you're pathetic. <laughs> just fucking uh you're a fucking loser but she feuded a bit with serena deeb she's trying to get into uh american pro wrestling and that's where we're going to take off uh on the second half of our break is her uh time in the indie scene and uh her time on nxt where nerds all were very mad okay bye bye strap in for some sweet nxt based rants Ooh, maybe she's a pawn in the war against triple h versus vince mcmahon or maybe she was just like, mm, no, I want to lose and not be on TV for a while. Find out after the break. Hey, Dylan, have you ever thought about giving us money because we fucking do a good fucking job for these fucking ungrateful fans? They're all pieces of shit. Every fucking week, we take time to research this show, then forget most of it and talk about who would like to come on? Yeah. And by, I think that deserves money. And by we, we mean a guy we've met a few times, and he needs money because I keep promising to pay him, but then I say, no, haven't earned it. Why? <laughs> yeah. I spend the money on candy and hummus. Separately. I, I don't I don't dip the candy in hummus. That would be a taste. Snickers to bar say. hummus Hastings over here needs money. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Or rate and subscribe on iTunes, or do both. And here's another one. Fucking shut the fuck up, buddy. 
Yeah. Right now, are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Where are you listening on? Were you doing dishes? Turn, fucking turn, break all your dishes, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your cock washer and use your fucking dick grabbers to give us some fucking money. Hi, everyone. We're back. Dylan tried to come on to me during the break. He said he was hungry for my dong. And I said, not respectful. <laughs> You approach me with a dinner offer if you want those results. Mmm, <laughs> the baker's still in town. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. So, Asuka really comes to Shimmer, and she's on a bunch of Shimmer DVDs. Shimmer is, of course, the precursor to... Uh, they kind of sounds weird, but they were... In the time when the divas... When the diva search was how women were presented, Shimmer was around actually doing women's pay-per-views she wrestled sarah del rey who if there was ever a woman who was truly like 10 years too early it was sarah del rey because sarah del rey can i just say that that shimmer is the worst name for a thing that's ever involved women i've ever heard in my life like it literally sounds like (laughs) like shimmer sounds like oh it's one of those porn sites where they have to do what you want like it sounds worse than the, <laughs> it sounds worse than the diva search than the than literally we're searching for uppity bitches here on Monday Night Raw and at least we're not doing shimmer which I assume is the glow they get because they're covered in loads like it's just a terrible name for a promotion <laughs> yeah it's a pee porn it was mostly pee porn though <laughs> how are you it gonna was mostly wa- pee porn and then some wrestling how are we going to wash the cum off that's right. It's piss. <laughs> it's shiver, baby. No, good stuff, though. Sarah Del Rey's obviously, but then it's like, oh, man, these are all great matches. And then, you know, you look at it and then you see, uh, oh, actually, what's up here? It's just, yeah, it's just it's just 50 slobs. That's who they're doing these crazy yeah. matches where they're, like, hitting each other in the face and not going. Like, that's the weird thing about Con- when she was Kana, Asuka didn't really even use the ropes it was just it was just like transition grappling in the middle of the ring and then someone would hit a brain buster and the match was over well what it seems like is is japanese wrestling sometimes just seems like two people having an actual fight and at the end they go i'm very sorry and that's like that's that's their version (laughs) that's their version of predetermined like you like oh my god like just watching like okada some okada matches where it's like I don't know how you did a Irish whip for real, but it seemed like that guy did not want to cooperate. Like it's just fucking nuts. Yeah, it's crazy, man. They, especially a lot of these matches are like because she doesn't. That's the other thing Oscar does now is this thing. I sound weird, but she wears boots. Whereas on the indies, she didn't wear boots. She just wore kick pads with bare feet. So she would just fucking you know smash people in the goddamn face. And then the main match was like we mentioned three times now: Sarah Del Rey's match in uh, 2011, which is on Daily Motion or Vimeo, but you can find it really easily. You guys should definitely watch that if you have the time. And this really sets the stage for her future in NXT, which is soft men creeping on her and probably smelling where she sits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really sets the stage for her to enter the NXT. And uh, all of the dudes that uh, own or manage billiard lounges just showing up in Florida and going, I want her to take care of me when I'm older. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe there's the side of women too, where it's like, "Where's Roman Reigns' underwear?" But I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, because they, they keep it under wraps. Like, they, but it's also one of those things where they're just like, "No, I'm just gonna suck Roman Reigns' dick." 
like they'll just walk, they'll have they they have confidence as opposed to male wrestling fans that are like ah, if she knows I'm here then I'm real I thought I was a hologram gotta go Jack <laughs> like you know there are wrestling fans that have that are have such intense personality disorders when they jizz it spells out autism like it's fucking terrifying <laughs> yeah man but that's so I mean, she's obviously having amazing matches, uh, really ahead of her time as far as the way she's working. Shimmer by this point also has stopped doing one of my favorite things, which is Ring of Honor would do this great thing. I think this is pre Sinclair, but they would do this great thing where like instead of having an intercontinental title, a world title, and a women's title, let's say, they would have splinter promotions. By which I mean like. They had a full Impact Pro title, which was basically functioned as their Intercontinental title, but they wouldn't call it like the obviously they wouldn't call it the, like whatever secondary title name. It was just the full Impact Pro Championship, and they would have full Impact Pro events as well. And but it was defended on ROH TV, and they would do the same thing with Shimmer, where they would have women's matches on, but they weren't just the ROH Women's Division. It was Shimmer. Which I think is a really great thing, because then you have women's only events, and you have all these splinter events, and I think it's just a way better way to do a brand split than the way they're doing now, and a way more interesting way would be like if you have just world title, and then the NXT title, and then you watch NXT, and then you have a women's division, but then you also have women's only uh, pay-per-views and women's only uh, events. It's just maybe a little thing to try. I thought it was pretty cool, but I really liked it, Um, and... Of course, she's uh, wins the title in uh, Shimmer uh, a billion times. She wrestles in the Wrestling New Classic, and she's got a really close relationship with Tajiri, which you can really see in the way she works, not only in the kicks, but also, like, let's be real. She's better than Tajiri, which is saying something, because Tajiri was fantastic. Yeah. Um, she works as a storyline consultant. Go for it. Uh, I would also say that she also somehow has... She's at least she's protected her aura a lot better than Tajiri was able to do in the WWE because Tajiri was. But Tajiri, no one was his size, and <laughs> this is a very good point. That's what he came in after Kai and Tai, and really was a bridge from Kai and Tai to Nakamura. That's so sad, but so true. And the other thing is, like, I don't think they've ever had a. Have they had a Japanese character that was like just a regular guy? Ever? Yes, Paul Di- Paul Diamond. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> Paul Diamond. Yeah, but when Paul when Paul Japanese man. Yeah, when Paul, Paul Diamond, Diamond portrayed a, a Japanese man in the Orient Express, the Oriental Express, that was the closest yes. they got to a uh, a Japanese guy just being a normal dude. It was when Paul Diamond played a Japanese guy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but that's. I mean, it's legit. It's like legit, or either like weirdos, or. Uh, Weirdos are just straight up stereotype from the 1940s. Oh my god, these ninjas stole my wallet. <laughs> That's pretty much uh, those are the options. But she's a storyline consultant in I'm gonna mess this up. Rina Joshi Piroso, and she's basically done everything she can do outside of going to the big, the big monster, the WWE, which she gets signed to. Uh, in 2015 as a part of NXT, she's undefeated there. And I think they do her undefeated streak as a in really well because she hits super hard. She does all these things 
Um, but she's not undefeated like Brock Lesnar would be undefeated. She's undefeated like she'll uh she like obviously the other the opponent gets a lot of ma- offense. Like, yeah, it, yeah. The opponent gets a yeah a lot of offense and it's like a seesaw match and you think she could lose and then she just doesn't. Yeah, no, and that was the interesting thing about her undefeated streak is that it's and actually added a lot more jeopardy as it seemed like it could end at any time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was really exciting as opposed to Brock Lesnar's current undefeated streak, which is um, 19 German suplexes over the course of 35 minutes. Yeah, him literally showing you a photo of your kid of your kids next to his dick, and then you're like, wait, what? why do you have that? And then he laughs, and then you just die. <laughs> I say, by the way, we are a year away from Brock Lesnar just sitting in the ring and shitting. Like, I, that's, I think that that will be... His next contract will... Uh, I had to just shit in front of them, and they and they the fans have to eat it, okay, Vince? <laughs> it's a weird one. It'll definitely be interesting to see what happens if he uh, if he wins in the UFC or if he they allow him to fight, considering he is steroids. Yeah. Well, here's the other. Yeah. Well, by, by the way, when Brock Lesnar murders his family, everyone's gonna try and say it's CTE and all that sort of stuff. And I guarantee one honest person will go. Oh, we saw this coming all along. He's just a terrible human being. <laughs> oh, no. He wanted to hunt, and he needed some uh, bait. Yeah. So he used his son. <laughs> he took his son's head off, and he just put it in the woods like, there the fucking bears. I like it. Yeah. Oh, his, what happened was his son pe- his son peed sitting down, and Brock just went, God damn it, too many women in this house. And then he just killed them all. <laughs> Do you know that they were still calling them the Divas as of Asuka's debut? Very funny. Absolutely. Of course they were. It's they, crazy how long they called them the Divas. They ha- they stopped <laughs> calling them the Divas in 2016. And not early in That's 2016. Insane. Midway through. One of my favorite things. It might have, to... by the way, it might have actually been 2017. I'm trying to think if it was 2016 or 2017. I can't remember... It may have been post Me Too era. It might be 2017. It might be. I think it may be 2017. I think it. Yeah, I think it. I think it. Yeah. I, I think it was the Me Too era, and Vince McMahon finally figured out why his friend Harvey Weinstein wasn't picking up the phone, and he was like, "What? Ah, Harvey was just doing that thing I call the New York move. Oh well, be, be, <laughs> better deflect. Yeah. How the hell else am I supposed to water my plants? Oh, for, for, oh my god. They need to be tough. Um, I think that Oscar's NXT... <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I, my favorite thing to imagine is, uh, is that <laughs> Triple H and Stephanie ha- had a girl, and then they were like, it's a girl, and then Vince went, diva. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a diva. <laughs> And if it's got a dick, you call it a superstar. <laughs> there are no men and women. You're a superstar or a diva. I just can't imagine Vince McMahon. Like, how does he speak to his grandchildren? Just ask them to shake his hand. Good to see you. What department do you work in? Your little hands would be excellent for setting up the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that, uh, honestly, I do assume that he's a good grandfather, but it's just like they'll read an article uh, when they're older and they'll just stare at a window for a full six hours thinking about it. <laughs> like Hit- Not if Hitler was your granddad, but certainly like a Confederate general. Yeah, if Robert E. Lee was your granddad. Yeah, only slightly more of a point than Hitler. <laughs> like yeah. kind of some plausible deniability, but... 
you know. Yeah, he's like, you know, the IBM engineers. They knew what they do, were doing, but they didn't quite know what they were doing. All right, moving on, Dylan. <laughs> she has a bunch of amazing matches in NXT. She's undefeated the entire time she's there. Her last match, I believe, was with Ember Moon. You should watch some of the Ember Moon matches, too. They're very, very good. What but, was um, amazing about this the- NXT um transition also but the nxt run is that they never had her be defeated she left the champion which is a really dangerous thing to do within a promotion but for nxt was actually a cool sort of experiment to go this is how good she is no one can beat her here she's going to the main roster the problem with that is that set expectations for her main roster run a bit too high and it a bit fucked her I, I think like I, I think they should have had her lose yeah that's a good idea yeah or I, I agree totally what you could have also done is had someone like Charlotte Flair come down what I don't understand why they don't do is have someone come down from the main roster every once in a while and attack someone in NXT as a like I'm eliminating the competition before you even get to where I'm at and that shows oh that person's such a threat to this person but also puts a little like it puts some jeopardy on it and is a different way to debut them in the main roster but no they won't do that Uh, yeah i like that idea i like that idea a lot because that gives an excuse to why they're coming up to the main roster is that like a main roster person attacks them thus the feud starts yeah rather than they're just like oh we're up now when in reality it should be like winning the nxt title really should mean like you won the title therefore you are just up at the main roster now like that's if it makes sense that way logically is that that's the thing you win yeah or they have some sort of tournament where the winner gets to come to the main roster and then they do a big build that's a great idea they, they should do some sort of thing leading to the royal rumble where one person from nxt gets a royal rumble spot and a slot on a main roster if they win this tournament that would be a great fucking way and a great way to build to a takeover before the royal rumble hire us wwe i know you won't because 30 seconds into looking into anything they've said we would be arrested by your stockholders now um (laughs) we talk about what your employees do but i think another thing that uh really behind the scenes is kind of a reason why asuka has been successful at least on the main roster for those of you that don't know she had a 502 day um i'm so sorry uh she did not that was rock and robin i'm very sorry (laughs) um she has the 500 and she had a 510 day uh reign as the nxt women's champion which is the longest reign of anyone post the expansion and uh well actually that's not true because that's that can't be true because that's hogan had the fucking world title from from when i was not not a thing to when i was three Anyway, um, so it's, Asuka, it's I think one math. thing that don't, really has... Don't try and figure it out. Yeah, whatever. Uh, one thing has really hampered her, and I do believe this, is that women's... There's not 30 women on the roster on... Like, the women aren't just one brand. Like, if there was, like, just one TV show had the women on it, like, if Raw was just like, oh, we have the women because, like, obviously our show's an hour longer, so we just... The women get an hour. Then it... Then you could position Asuka appropriately but it's kind of like there's like 10 women on each roster so you can't really have that defined levels of the roster because you kind of have to have everyone win sometimes otherwise you have dead characters that'll just be thrown away much like emma was yeah that's a great point why don't they just give one of the hours to of raw to the women that's really smart 
Yeah, why don't they do that? God damn it. You need like you need a women's only show with like 20, 20 women or 30 women just so you can have like what does Jim Cornette says? Like it's one of the things I think that he's right about. It's like uh, a re- pro wrestling roster needs basically like 20 regular characters and then 10 satellites who just come in and leave. And I really do think that that's good and I think they should have that for uh, the f- females because Asuka then can win like nine matches and lose one. Because that's the problem, is she just losing because it's like there's four, you know, there's four women we need to feature. We want to have a four-way match. Someone's got to lose. Okay, Carmella has to win because she's the champion. And then these, you know, Charlotte and Becky can't be pinned. So I guess Asuka is the third, is the priority to lose. And we don't want, and it's this weird thing where we don't want Asuka presented as not that strong. So they have her lose, which makes sense because... Uh, Carmella will be just Ellsworth will just hit her from behind or something like once she starts jobbing to Carmella that's when everyone's very mad (laughs) she loses to Charlotte Flair and everyone's like no worries she had to lose whatever but once she starts losing to Carmella for the title consistently people are very mad Uh, I by the way disagree she did not need to Uh, they should not have had her loss at Wrestlemania that was too much of a look-see audience and just shows like oh here's who we care about here's who we don't but if you're a casual wrestling fan, what better reason is to watch wrestling than that's Ric Flair's daughter? That's what they're going for. They've always booked for the casual fan. They don't understand. Like, not they not they don't understand. But the way, we, obviously, we would run wrestling as nerds would be specifically for nerds. They're running wrestling for people who just buy stock in a wrestling company. And they want it to be huge. Like, they tried to have a movie studio, and they only recently closed that. Here is your my issue with your point, is Ric Flair is not... There's You're missing a whole audience by going, it's Ric Flair's daughter. Like, the, the people that remember Ric Flair as a wrestler are, like, we are the last generation that remember him as a wrestler, really. No, because Migos had that song, Ric Flair Drip, that has... And I'm going to oh, check this out. Oh, right yeah, now. that's like a billion people have listened to it. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you're, you're yeah, point- yeah, yeah. If you're right, Ric Flair Drip. But again, it's Ric one Flair of those... Drip thi- is... But how many of those people are yeah, actually going to watch... many million songs? Hang on, hang on, hang on. How many of those people are actually going to watch wrestling? And also, of those people that remain and retain, it's one of those things where they go, ooh, Ric Flair's daughter. If if she lose, it's again, how does she lose? It meant more for Asuka to lose in that way than it did for Charlotte Flair to lose in that way. And also, it was one of those things where you brought in Ronda Rousey at that time. You keep Asuka strong, and you have her lose to Ronda Rousey. That's how they should have done it. They should have built up to that match at SummerSlam. But no, they then they'd want Ronda and Charlotte Flair, which won't be as interesting of a match as Oscar Ronda Rousey, because that could be a lot more dynamic because they're very different styles. And also, Oscar is clearly the type of wrestler that could take Ronda under her wing and fucking create some amazing spots. But we're not going to do that because Vince McMahon assumes because Ronda Rousey is from the woods, she is afraid. She thinks Oscar is a ghost. <laughs> but I mean, she's the thing about people have to lose. And people in this era have to lose kind of semi-regularly, and you kind of have Again, to have I, a short memory with this kind of shit. I, I absolutely disagree, and people aren't having a short memory with this sort of shit. It's also, it's pick your spots of how they're going to lose. Pick your spots of how you want to do it. Employ some storytelling. I'm a storyteller, Dylan. You're not. I know what I'm talking about. I'm better a storyteller. No, you're not. Here's all your stories. Oh, I'm tired. That's your story. 
Okay, three. All right, write a three-letter, three, three-word story right now. Dylan is pedophile. I nutted lots. Mine's better. <laughs> no, mine tells a much more of a story. No, mine tells a story. Why did he nut? Now you're showing up the theater. No. Lots. What does lots mean? Can I see all this? Here's your story. Who's Dylan? I don't want to see a sh- movie about pedophiles. Um, that's nothing. Much better fucking story. That's nothing you've ever said. That's why I should book Asuka. First thing I'd book Asuka to do is go out with me. (laughs) (laughs) I've booked you in a match against a lobster at a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) I've booked you against a flaming baked Alaska. (laughs) Do do your people eat that is what you would say because you don't know Japanese culture. Now, listen, back to you. But this is the thing. You can have you can have people strong in the men's division, like I'm saying, like I mentioned earlier. But you can have a guy like think of how fucking strong they kept the acolytes for years, just because they would win. Again, they would just come in, they act like badasses backstage, they beat the shit out of people four times. If they lost, it was in a multi-man tag match. They didn't take the pin. They were just beating someone up and then turned around and the New Age Outlaws had pinned like too cool or whatever. This is exactly what I'm, but this is exactly what I'm talking about with Asuka is that you could have protected Asuka in the way that they protected the APA or the Shield. Like the way that they have continued to protect Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins for going on five years is pretty ridiculous. Like when Asuka clearly is someone that you, like Asuka, if played correctly will be one of those sort of like legends within wrestling kind of people like how booker t is just universally loved and if you want to pop a crowd you literally play the booker t music he walks out says something incoherent and bizarre and then like we'll walk into the crowd and then he just sits on a lady's lap because he thinks that's a chair because he has cte like Oscar could be that type of wrestler and still can. It's just the way that she, like now that they've sort of put the belt back on her and they're giving her a go because they're like, well, we need something for Ronda Rousey to do at WrestleMania. Maybe we'll do a champion versus champion match or some bull crapola. But it's one of those things where um, they wasted a year of Oscar's career just sort of futzing around and not being smart with the booking. And she is a very good example of the major issue the WWE has, which is there is no long-term thought of what we want out of this character. What part of our role within our roster does this character serve? If Charlotte Flair was the person that we're using to draw people towards the uh, the women's division because she's Ric Flair's daughter, okay, do we want her to be a good guy or a bad guy? Okay, let's say we're going to make her a good guy for whatever reason. Well, she needs a foil. She needs some sort of a monster. Oscar can serve that role. How Oscar's smaller than Charlotte Flair, so she can't be a big intimidating monster. Oscar can serve as the she appears out of nowhere and kicks Charlotte in the back and then fucking runs off. That's a great foil for Charlotte Flair and something that Oscar could do really fucking well especially within the presentation your they've used Your problem now is well your problem now is the time is done. The time is done to have her be the fucking undefeatable champion because now Becky Lynch is like going to be maybe the biggest star in wrestling and you got Ronda Rousey on the other show. Yeah. And they're not ever ever going to put anyone over Ronda Rousey unless it's like a man. Like yeah. They could legit and I would be into this. I legit would be into this. Ronda Rousey versus Brock Lesnar at Mania. I would be so into that idea. 
I guarantee we are two years away from that. We've just we discussed this on the program. Yeah, before. maybe two. Yeah, yeah, we're two years away from Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. In a uh, and then at the end of that match, by the way, Brock um, um, Vince McMahon's going to just kill himself. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean that'll be a weird one because it will it will totally be a weird one because that's the weird thing about uh, men's women's matches, which we've talked about a bit more. Which I think I do think in a couple of years will be pretty normal uh, in wrestling, but I think the weird thing will be like, you're going to have to have like fucking a man really hit a woman. <laughs> it's going to be like, nope, I, this is, it'll be a such a weird thing because it'll be like, there'll be a fine lot. Like people will watch it without context and be so angry. You know, it'll be a weird thing coming up because that's the other thing. Oscar did a lot was she publicly after she won all these women's titles and, uh, Japanese indie wrestling said, "I have no competition from women anymore." And she listed, but and then she fought men for a while. Mm, interesting. She kind of did the whole China gimmick. So she's done this before. She's done this extensively. Are you telling me she did the China gimmick in Japan? <laughs> that's good stuff. Thank you. That's how we should end. Uh, I know that's what <laughs> I was aiming for. Dylan, best thing about Oscar? I mean, clearly she's one of the best wrestlers. Uh, she's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And that's the best thing about her, is her wrestling. She's, it sounds weird, but she puts her, uh, she actually puts force into her strikes and they all look amazing. Watch the Sarah Del Rey match for basically, not the, it's just like, that's, Sarah Del Rey's the best American women's wrestler during that period and Asuka's the best Japanese women's wrestler during that period and then watch the difference in their style. And just watch how like Oscar actually like puts her body weight into shit, whereas Sarah Del Rey is just kind of still like reaching with all their kicks and shit, and like how somehow Oscar just like sees a foot coming towards her face and can just keep her head there, which to me is insane. And just like how fucking stiff they work. But look at that match for like that's how they didn't even have the bottom rope. The bottom rope fucked up, so they had to change the whole match. Couldn't go off the ropes. It's crazy. Um, what's your favorite thing about Oski? Uh, I would say that how serious she's made her really stupid gimmick in the WWE. That's how legitimate she is, is that they literally called the But that was her indie gimmick, too. I understand, but it, I take it totally seriously, and I love it. And anyone else, I'd be annoyed by it completely. I, like, I think it's it's such a credit to her as a performer that you're like, yeah, of course she's wearing a bunch of weird masks, and she has seven fur coats. Who gives a fuck? It's great. I think she's fantastic. And but I, I mean, it may, I like that rather than just having the like, you know what I mean? The the undefeatable monster is usually Brock Lesnar coming on with nine skulls on his shorts and fucking eight, nine weird tattoos. It's, yeah. And uh, whereas Oscar, dude, wearing a bunch of colorful shit and kicking people is great. Yeah, it's great. Plus move variety. Who, baby? I think the worst thing about Asuka is the the reason that she probably hasn't taken off completely is she can't speak uh, English very well. And uh, once she masters that. She'll be better, but I mean, will Vince McMahon notice it? <laughs> That's a good point, Dylan. My thing would say the worst thing about Oscar uh, is probably all of the DMs she receives on a daily basis. Oh, I would be absolutely shocked if any female women's wrestler handled their own social media, other than posting. Like allowed to post? Not gonna. Oh yeah, not gonna read anything. <laughs> I, I assume that Oscar's. DM- Although, don't you need to follow? You don't need to follow people back. Yeah, but they can DM you now. Twitter changed that, so now they you can get directly DM'd without Ugh. having to follow back. And you know what? That- Why would Twitter change that? Well, because Twitter does not like women and wants them to see a lot of dicks. <laughs> Twitter's insane. 
we're almost directly responsible uh, through our mar- through the way we uh, work sponsorship for the rise of the alt-right and uh, Donald Trump being the president. Anyway, now women can be <laughs> harassed. <laughs> now, not only if you get a DM, you actually get their real address. Hello, Twitter. <laughs> I'm Jack and I own Twitter. And oh, sure, I pretend to be liberal, but I didn't kick Alex Jones off until he directly made fun of me. And then I said, bye bye. <laughs> he did directly make fun of him? Yeah. The, the only reason that Alex Jones got kicked off of Twitter is because he showed up in Washington and was making fun of all the people that booted him off when he got deplatformed. And then he went and yelled at Jack Dorsey. And Jack Dorsey, that's when Jack Dorsey was like, get this guy off of, out of my playground. Nobody makes fun of my nose. Yeah, I'll show you, you absolute trollop. I don't know why we think Jack Dorsey <laughs> sounds like John Lovitz, but what are you going to do? Ladies and gentlemen, my, no, he does. my name is John Hastings. February 8th and 9th at the Soho Theater. Please, for the love of fucking God, come to the goddamn fucking show. Fuck, fucking shit. Come to the goddamn shows. Suck my Fuck dick. you guys. Dylan, how is your tour in Canada going? Is it going? We had a banging, uh, we had a great first week. All solo shows. I got a bunch of caviar and then I threw it at Peter White's fat fucking chest and he started crying and saying, I have a lot of anxiety. And I was like, I have a lot of shut the fuck up. I don't understand what that is. <laughs> I, I am a man. You are a boy. If you think about things past, I like that thing's tits. You're a boy. Men think about tits. <laughs> Do they Put that on my gravestone. <laughs> Another gravestone. Men think about tits. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's homophobic and small-minded. <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. Uh, uh, so I'm in Gravenhurst at the Sawdust Brewery, January 25th. That's at 8 p.m. Tickets are available at the door. Ten bucks. Canadian and Port Hope, Ontario at local number 90. That is at 8 p.m. as well. And tickets are available at the door. That's 20 bucks, but there's $15 tickets online. Just go to the Facebook event uh, on my fan page, Dylan Gott, and I'll be posting all the links, of course, on my Twitter, at Dylan Gott, D-Y-L-A-N-G-O-T-T. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you guys can't make it to a show, we'd love to see you out. But if you can't, rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. It really does help with all the algorithm and stuff. And if you want any bonus content, uh, five bucks a month gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed. And this, we've just completed our Chris Benoit series. And we've been asked to do a Brooklyn Brawler series. But we might do one on the guy who stabbed Bruiser Brody. So you never know how sad it's going to get, do you? Yeah, I have a feeling that it's going to be um, uh, a sweet, sweet Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn brawler or possibly focusing on um, the crimes of Pat Patterson. Oh, yeah, buddy. The new people are it's so figured out. <laughs> Samoa Joe, happy. Asuka, happy. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye.